extra, extra. Listen all about it. Welcome back to The Highway with Kyle Shutt. I am Kyle Shutt, and do I have a treat for y'all this week? We got Mr. Bob Balch from Fu Manchu on. Yeah, yeah. Bob is one of the sickest guitar players around. He's in so many bands. He's also a fellow Reverend guitar player. That's right. Go to reverendguitars.com. Check out his signature guitar, and then check out mine while you're at it. See what I did there? As always, if you like what you hear on the program, ring that little bell, tickle that little bird. You do whatever you gotta do to make sure you don't miss an episode. And if you want to go one step further and help me keep these lights on, you can find us at patreon.com slash the highway. For a few bucks a month, you can get early access to next week's episode. You can get a monthly guitar lesson from me over Skype or Zoom or whatever the hell it is you like to learn guitar over from people like me. You can get a couple of Kyle Shut t-shirts if you want to wear me home. You can even help me put a six-pack of beer in the fridge. Every single one of y'all really makes the difference, and I sincerely appreciate you. We also got to give some mad love to Heil Sound, our beautiful sponsors, because if you like the way I sound, it's because there's a Heil in front of me. Now, I could keep talking about how cool the internet is all day, but I'd rather talk about the fucking foo. Let's do it my way, baby. The Highway. What's up, dude? Hey, Bob. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing well. Having some coffee. It was a late coffee. night. Uh... <laughs> yeah, right on. yeah, mine was a little bit late too, but I'm doing all right. I'm all caffeinated. Hell yeah. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it, brother. Um, yeah, I didn't know where to start. You're like the busiest man in rock and roll between, uh, God, like uh, Fu Manchu, Big Scenic Nowhere, Sun and Sail Club. Playthisriff.com. I mean, like, it's just, uh, <laughs> I guess it's like a sign of the times these days. You got to uh, have all four burns going if you want to, you know, uh, make a splash. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of helped me get through COVID a little bit to keep my mind occupied. Um, that was good to have stuff to dig into at all times. Yeah, I was running around like crazy this morning to get, to get ready for that. I just got everything together like 30 seconds ago. I was like, oh, shit, I did it. <laughs> I usually, yeah, I, I give myself about a minute. Of like, you know, like we were going to call it 11. I was like, at 10.59, I'll fire yeah, up I'm, I'm usually like way on top of stuff. But like today, I've just been running around like crazy already. But um, I'm good now. Yeah, things, things are mellowing out. Hell yeah, dude. Well, um, I love talking about, you know, just like how people got into um, – playing their instrument and just kind of what made them like, like the, the moment in their life that made them want to get in the van and just tell the world goodbye. Um, but uh, with you specifically, uh, you, you joined Fu Manchu at a really young age. And it was, uh, whenever I had me and JD started playing in the sword, I was 20 years old, but I think you were 19, right? When you started playing with Fu Manchu. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, 19, uh, in 1997. Um, yeah, I was 19. I'd only been playing guitar for like six years, which totally trips me out. Um, you were but, way better yeah, I mean, at 19 like, than I was at like 29, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, dude. I, I'm not, I'm not sure about that, but, um, yeah, I mean, just growing up with like, like how, how old are you right now? Uh, 38 right now. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be 44 in September, but I mean, it's around the same thing. Like growing up in the eighties, like, like with bands like Maiden and Judas Priest and Slayer and stuff, it was like, you really had to know how to play your instrument, you know? 
And so that was like, that was the goal. I'm like, Oh, I gotta learn these maiden solos. Apparently if I want to know how to play the guitar. And then I, then I found like punk rock and I'm like, oh, I don't have to really do any of that shit. But yeah, that was, I was like the whole, the time when I was coming up was when grunge was huge and like guitar solos were not cool and it really didn't do me any favors. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what was that like? Uh, like, I mean, hitting, hitting the road before you're old enough to drink can kind of, uh, <laughs> put a damper on the good times so, uh, sometimes, but, uh, it didn't, it wasn't even a factor. Like I, I was kind of concerned about that when I first joined, I was like, there, are you guys sure you want me? Cause I don't even know if I can play in these clubs. Uh-huh. You know, I don't even know if I can get in, but looking back, it's pretty uh, like crazy. Nobody carded me. So for, you know, 19 to for like two years, I just toured America and the States and just hung out in bars. It was, it was quite remarkable. And then I turned 21, uh, on, on stage at CBGB's. Oh, um, damn. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I'm playing with like it was supposed to be Queens of the Stone Age first gig. I got the poster still. It's pretty rad. It was a gnarly lineup. It was us, Queens of the Stone Age, Monster Magnet, Unsane, Bark Market, and today's the day. God it pretty, damn. I know. It's pretty fucking gnarly for CBGBs too. It was nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, September sixth, and I turned twenty one there and uh I, I pretty much let everybody know it <laughs> that yeah, evening. Yeah, but that's hilarious, dude. Man, I yeah. loved playing there. We only got to play there one time, and like it was, you know, it's like such a, uh, you know, legendary venue that when you pull in there, you're like, God, this place is a fucking dump. But, uh, <laughs> totally. But it was like the whole place was made out of like, you know, it was all wood, like walls, floors, ceiling, everything, and it was all like from all the blood and spit and. Yeah, I mean, I, I can only imagine beer, like, the yeah. amount of shit that's in there. Like, I, I use the bathroom, which is crazy. I think I actually, like, dropped a deuce there. That, that <laughs> downstairs bathroom, like, backstage? I, there, It's, like, right, from what I remember, it's, like, right behind the stage. Yeah, it's, uh, it's such a nasty toilet, because, like, yeah, you have yeah. to, like, walk down to it and then back up to it, so anybody walking down can totally see over the door. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, Casbah is kind of like that, too, where there's, like, no doors and shit, and... But yeah, yeah. I, I, since then, I've experienced many uh, a strange toilet. So that's kind of a <laughs> that's a mark of you know how long you've been in the industry. Like how many times? How many times have you shat at a gas station? Like pr- probably quite a bit, I'd imagine. Yeah, and it's like when you start recognizing the gas stations, you're, you know. <laughs> like oh over yeah, the years, yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh man, this one again. Yeah. Yeah, especially like up the West Coast. There's a couple in Northern California that that I totally frequent. <laughs> that I know, <laughs> I know about. I'm like. Should I really be this aware of like which Denny's has the best fucking you know veggie burger? It just yeah, touring's a trip, man. I know. I I I do miss it. We haven't hit the road in like three years, and we're about to head out in September. I'm really really excited. Yeah, you guys are going out with Primus, right? Yeah, doing the Rush tribute. That's it's fucking, gonna that's be crazy. wild. I don't know. This is a rumor. This is a total rumor. I I might have made it up, but <laughs> I know Primus is friends with you know Rush and everything and. Yeah, I heard somewhere down the line that they're trying to get the gear from the Farewell to Kings tour. Oh wow! To play with that, I don't know. I might have made that up, but we'll 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 see how it goes. But um, you, I wasn't gonna get to this later, but since we're talking about Rush, man, what was that like getting Alex Lyson to to guest solo on y'all? That, yeah, that was crazy. Like our our manager is friends with their manager, and um, you know, he's like, "What what are your bands doing?" And and our manager's like, "Well, Fu Manchu's doing um." like a song that takes up the entire side, you know, kind of like you guys a little bit. And, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, you guys would be interested in contributing and, and, and Russia's manager was like, yeah, we'll get back to you. And we didn't really think anything of it. And then originally 
he was or i think it's a girl anyway but she was like yeah getty and alex are down to do it and we're like holy shit Damn. that's like fucking that's crazy that's not even a female chew record anymore i don't even know what that is you know i didn't know getty was on it too he's not oh, no, okay, eventually, yeah eventually he was like uh getty doesn't have time but but alex is down to do it so we had this this really long song and I had to email Alex and be like, oh, excuse me, uh, Alex Lyson, can you solo in the key of C sharp at the 13 minute mark? I believe it's a Lydian mode. And like, it was just fucking, uh. I had to like preface the email with like, Hey dude, like, I feel like an asshole even doing any of this. Thank you so, like, thank you so much for being part of our record, but could you possibly do this, this, and this? And then, and he sent us tracks and didn't didn't do any of the things that I had mentioned, which is totally fine. He just did his own thing. And then <laughs> around him, we kind of reconstructed the middle of the song. Wow. And made him a focal point. And um, yeah, I got I got stuff that he sent that we, we didn't use. He sent a lot of stuff. He sent like like nine, you know, different ideas. And I pulled them all up at once. And, you know, I was in. I wasn't in the best condition to be listening to things, but I was like, dude, it's like Coltrane meets Greg Ginn. It's fucking crazy. And then, <laughs> and then the next day I listened to it and I was like, Oh no, these are all separate ideas. That's okay. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to hear that now. <laughs> I know you hear all at once. It was weird. I was like, dude, he's like a mad scientist. And then I woke up the next day and I'm like, let's think this through. I, I am an just, idiot. <laughs> yeah. There, <laughs> there's a reason why this is like idea number one. And, but yeah, that was, that was, fucking crazy i still trip out on that i forget about it and then i remember and i go holy shit god damn yeah. that's so cool yeah but uh I, they're, they're the one or there's like a couple of bands that i never got to see uh it was always just like we were always on tour when they were and just always you know, cross paths and everything did you, did you ever get to see rush we saw them in uh in montreal we were on tour and they were playing you know a couple miles from where we were playing and so we did sound check and three of us hopped in a cab and, and fucking hauled ass over there and caught, you know, the first like eight or nine songs. Oh man. But yeah, I mean, they opened with Tom Sawyer and I was like, okay, I mean, that's, I'm just fucking stoked we did this. And so, yeah, it was rad. And then hauled ass back to the club and like with usual, you know, a minute to spare kind of situation, just jumped on stage. But yeah, that was good to see him in, in, in Canada. That was a trip. And that dude in front of us had like a, um, a stonerock.com shirt. I don't no. know that website. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that, was, that, that site was great. Yeah, it was really cool. I wondered what the fuck happened to it. And they, they got like I, hacked into oblivion. I think like just there were some trolls out there early in the internet days that were just like, I guess HTML pages are really easy to hack, and they just uh, they just kept getting ruthlessly fucked with. I don't know why, but they eventually yeah. I mean, like, it's it, it's a, a pretty yeah. pretty big void that got you know. I, I mean, a site like that would I would assume would do really well. But yeah, the people in front of us had that shirt on and. They eventually turned around and they're like, "Are you guys? We're, we're going to go see you guys. What the fuck are you doing here at Rush?" <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty. That's cool. cool that you got some uh, some uh, bleed over there because there's nothing like pulling up to a you know a, a, a city and you're playing your show and you feel good about it and then you find out that Slayer's playing down the block and you're like, oh, god uh, damn it!" Like, <laughs> like, "Well, their tickets are going to be crazy expensive. People will come down here to see us." And they're like, "No, lawn tickets for Slayer are like ten dollars." I was like, "God damn it!" Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've we've always had. I mean, I, we probably crossed paths with you guys in the same city and been like, "We're like, fuck, really?" That's <laughs> maybe. Well, I apologize. <laughs> the Mel the Melvins for sure. Like we oh, really? had that with with the Melvins. Yeah, the Melvins tore their asses off. So there's been multiple times where we're like, I think the Melvins are playing tonight in like multiple cities, but but it's good. You know, I mean it's fucking it's all we're all one big family you man, call your so agent up you're like you, you, you couldn't have like 
gotten us on this tour or <laughs> <laughs> i know right i would love to tour with the melvins we were supposed to play a show with them in europe in 2020 and uh it, it, yeah, obviously none of that should happen but um yeah i'm a big fan i'd be stoked Absolutely, man. Yeah. I talked to Buzz uh, on the program too for a little while, and he was uh, yeah, <laughs> that guy is a trip, man. So it was a real sweetheart, honestly. He was a lot more talkative than I thought he would be. I gotta, I gotta check that out. I saw that you you had interviewed him. But I want to hear that. That sounds interesting. Sweet guy, love that band. One of my favorites. <clears throat> yep. But uh, yeah, uh, now that the world is. It's opening back up. I'm kind of tired of saying that. It's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, everybody's hitting the road at the same fucking time. It's like total madness out there, and it just seems like every single show uh, has just been going bonkers. Are you guys uh, gearing up to to hit the road? Yeah, I mean, we we just moved all of our shit to 2022, so we have obligations there um, that don't really start for a while. So uh-huh. yeah, I, I, we're not. But we're. I'm actually gonna after this interview head up to orange county and, and we start writing again so nice. um yeah yeah we'll be we'll be writing for you know until we go out on the road but i don't think we leave until like april or something or march of next year which I, you know i see you guys are coming to san diego right pretty soon we are yeah it was a um we had to wait to announce it um until last week but we've been planning it for a little while but yeah it's a uh, brick by brick I haven't played there in a while I'm really excited yeah about shit I'm, I'm thinking about making it down there you guys are playing with asg too right it's asg and sasquatch oh right and, and another one i can't remember right now i'm sorry other band um death t- death chant yeah i think it's death chant um, right on but yeah, yeah just, Br- uh, evan from uh psycho vegas he's just putting on like some crazy bills lately because uh, that's going to be our first show back in three years and i think our stage is like the Sword, Ty Seagal, and Jizza. It's going to be oh, wild. Wow. For Psycho Fest? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun one. You guys played that before? We've not. Um, no, first time ever. Really excited. Yeah, we, we played there like a few, uh, I don't know, like six, five years ago. But we played there twice. And the one time we played there, I, I regret this. Like, Boyster Colt was playing and Alice Cooper. Damn. And fucking, I, my kid was like two. So I was like juggling this, like, do I just go back to this really nice hotel room that they paid for <laughs> and just fucking drink wine and watch get a life with Chris Elliott for like Ooh. six hours? Or do I go and rock the fuck out? And like, I was so burnt from having a kid. I mean, my wife had the kid, obviously. It's like, I was like, the silence was so valuable to me. Oh, yeah. I was like, and just sleep. Yeah. Like our bass player caught me in a, in the in the fucking downstairs lobby buying a bottle of wine he's like what are you doing <laughs> like i'll meet you guys there i swear i'll be there and then i just went up and fucking i regret it now because i think reader got to hang out with boc and and uh yeah that would have been pretty rad to to witness but it's a fun festival it's, it's good man boc was rad we uh the sword played with them in uh houston a few years ago and uh it was there's only two original members left but it just it so happens to be the two singers so it was you know for all intents it was, it was an incredible show and like a great lineup uh of musicians they had like playing all those songs they played every song you'd want to hear it was, it was it was so killer yeah i mean they came out with the record in 2020 that i was like oh like them and acdc i was like good like i need some kind of normalcy to check shit out like, it was good did you check did you listen to it yeah yeah i mean both of them i was, I was like fuck rad <laughs> i'm doing it you know it, it seems kind of normal now but Hearing ACDC and BOC was cool. <laughs> oh man, but you, um, didn't uh, Big Scenic Nowhere just had a record come out, right? Well, we had an EP come out. We had two records come out in 2020, uh, a full length and then an EP towards the end. And today, I, I've just been running around um, like Tony Reed's mixing the 
the last or the, the latest LP right now. <clears throat> so I've been like scrambling and putting him tracks this morning. Like we got the guitar player from the cure and David Bowie on, on like this epic fucking 18 minute jam. And, uh, yeah, also, yeah. Reese Gabrels. He's also a fellow, uh, Reverend guitar yeah, player. That, yeah. 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 And yeah. As are you. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, Ken, Ken, with the assist on that one, I was just sitting around one day, and I'm like, you know what? I bet, <laughs> I bet Reeves would be down if we can get a hold of him. We'll see. And I heard he's a real sweet guy. He's cool. Yeah, he's funny as shit. We've been emailing back and forth, and it's kind of dangerous because I'll be like, dude, that wall you used is crazy. What did you use on that track? And he'll just send you, instead of telling you, he just sends you like the reverb link to get it. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> so he's been sending me links, and I'm like, I have to get it. Like, I got to get that shit now, you know, just for the story alone. It's pretty cool, but... Yeah, he rips. He fucking rips. And he was doing really cool stuff throughout the whole track where, because um, he's got that resonator pickup. Uh-huh. So there's like this really trippy, like ambient sustain that kind of floats in and out of the track. Like it's, it's killer. It's, I think people are going to be really stoked. Apparently, like whenever he joined The Cure, he was kind of playing it safe a little bit, you know, because The Cure, you know, they're like, probably, yeah. honestly, probably the best pop band of the last like, yeah, years. I mean songs, fucking songs for dudes. Hooks on like the bass line is a hook, and the keyboard part yeah. is a hook, and the guitar part oh. is a hook, and then the chorus totally. is just hook city, you know. But yeah. then, so he was apparently he was kind of playing it safe, and one day uh, Robert called him over and was like, "Hey, uh, it's like Reeves, aren't you known for like the the widdly widdlies?" You know, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah," you know, he's like, "You think you could do more of that?" You know, <laughs> in the song. So I haven't seen the Cure uh, with him in it, but I would be really excited to uh, to check him out to see his uh, guitar just flourishes uh how they fit into that band and stuff like that yeah yeah totally have you ever seen the cure i never have that's another one no i've never i've never seen him either but yeah i'd be i'd be curious to check it out like um one of yeah, my favorite bands i don't know why i've never really caught him but i don't know yeah i don't really recall them ever like coming to san diego like i mean i'm sure they have I, i'm positive they have but i don't really recall them coming here but yeah i mean the the fucking songs it, it's crazy like you go through their catalog and you're mm-hmm. like oh all this shit all of it it's fucking it's really good so yeah we're we're really stoked to have him involved like it's it's crazy to even think that 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 actually happened <laughs> i love like one of my favorite parts about playing music for a living or just maybe uh, in, in spite of a living um <laughs> is uh that you know just the the more you go down that path like the more like you know just you keep putting one foot in front of the other and you just don't stop for any reason you find yourself in like the craziest positions that you would never have been in otherwise you know oh, um, totally. like that you know is there is, is there any like kind of uh, i mean i know we just talked about two guitar heroes uh playing on your records but is there any other kind of like moments where you were just like i can't believe they let me in here right now and i'm standing here <laughs> yeah yeah there's one that totally comes to mind like one of one of my favorite bands is is Devo and we um, we covered Freedom of Choice, and, and we were playing at the Whiskey at the end of our tour on King of the Road, and our manager's like, you know, Devo's, like, headquarters, they called their headquarters, like, a you know, studios down the street. He's like, you guys want to go take a tour of it? Damn. And I was like, fucking yeah. And and we went over there, and Mark came out, and we're hanging out with Mark, and I, I, I was like, you know, I've, I've met a lot of pretty big name dudes and kind of kept my cool. Like I, I couldn't, I was like almost fainting. Like, <laughs> like I was like, like a girl, like seeing the Beatles back in the day, like I almost started pissing and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, Holy shit, we're in here. And, and I was twirling my glasses around nervously and they just fucking flew across the room and like broke <laughs> right in front of him. And he's, he's looking at me all weird. And, and he's like, you guys want to take the tour and, and just cruised us around this like circular building uh, of studio to studio. And they were doing 
soundtrack shit for like Dawson's Creek and and like all these like TV shows and all the all the weird fucking gear that's in there. And then like they have a a basement where they keep all their masters. And I held whip it in my hands, and I was wow. just like, this is fucking crazy. I can't believe that. You know, and I was just like silent and pale and just like, oh, fuck, like this is gnarly. So, yeah, that that one especially. I'm like, I have no business being anywhere near this dude, but I'm a huge fan. And, and that was, yeah, that was a big one. That's wild, man. Was that one of the, the bands that like made you want to play music? No, no. I, I was a latecomer to Devo because, I mean, growing up in the 80s, like, you know, Whip It and everything, that, that was cool. But, you know, my head was into like thrash metal and punk and hard rock and shit, you know. And then... You know, I was I was learning that shit, and, th- and then I saw a jazz guitar player, and I was like, I don't know anything that that guy's doing. That's fucking crazy. So I went on that path for a while, and then Devo arrived, and I was like, Oh, this is not like Whip It at all. I mean, I love I love that album, but um, like the earlier shit, I heard the hardcore volume one and two, and I was like, This is fucking crazy. That stuff's wild. Yeah, like, and I was didn't like, know that like before the Army Not Men, yeah, they had like four albums before that. Yeah. They're just bizarre. Yeah, way ahead of their time, uh-huh. and, and just yeah, the the lyrical content, and the riffs, and the everything. I was like, this, there's oh, so you can do this? Like, it kind of opened my eyes. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you can be like oddball and fucking, but but like be more creative than other people. It, yeah, that, that shit opened up my eyes a lot. So um, that's, that's cool, man. When I was younger, it was um, I, I grew up in a real small town, and it was um, you know, like Pantera was probably like the heaviest band that you could see on like MTV. Yeah, you know, back in those days, and so it wasn't until somebody handed me a Converge CD, and oh, I, yeah. I was just like, "Whoa, you can do this!" Like this, there's just people <laughs> like they get in vans and drive around, and you don't have to be on the radio, and you can just like be a fucking wild animal. I was like, "I want to do that." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, man. Yeah, that was pretty eye opening when I when I first heard uh, when I first heard uh, like early DRI shit. Yeah. I was like, I remember going to like Tower Records, and I would just buy anything with like a skull on it, you know, as a kid. <laughs> And I saw, I, I saw, I think it was Violent Pacification, but I, w- one of their fucking cassettes had like 20 songs on it for like five bucks. Right. And I'm like, dude, this band's like the best, like hardest working band ever. And I bought it and I, I was so confused because it was so fast. I, I thought my tape player was busted. <laughs> and, then, and I was like, well, that's fucking crazy. And then I, 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 I was like sixth grade. Like I was like a little kid, you know? And then, um, yeah, I realized, yeah, oh, you can get in a van and, and play this kind of music and just cruise around and live like a dirtbag it sounded pretty appealing yeah. still still does i, I don't know, know. why <laughs> <laughs> i'm really excited about it <laughs> again yeah, yeah. oh my god for uh, for me it was um melt banana was always this band that people were like oh, oh yeah. you gotta check out melt banana but they never really told me how they sounded they were just like oh this, this is the craziest band you'll ever hear if you like converge and you like you know this and that check out melt banana and so i finally found a copy of scratch or stitch in a record store uh, one day and i took it home and put it on i was like oh jesus my record player must be on 45 instead of 33 <laughs> so i slowed it down and then i was like this is still way too fast what the fuck is going on here it's like chipmunks on acid man what the hell dude <laughs> uh, yeah no I, I, that, that shit speaks to a young kid pretty pretty loudly you know yeah going back and listening to it now it's funny like that after having made like so many records and like you know, just like been on so many tours, like going back and listening to that stuff, like with totally different ears, it's like it's mind blowing in a totally different way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It like ages differently. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, DRI was was a big one for me though. All that old hardcore punk stuff, like yeah, it, was, it was pretty eye opening to, to realize that you didn't have to be on like a big 
fucking you know mtv situation and have like giant tours and shit that you could just go do stuff and they're on an underground level so it is cool when you do that though when you find (laughs) going to those mtv bands because i mean y'all toured with like so many of those bands like i mean monster magnet for sure but uh you know didn't you tour with like manson and like white zombie and that kind of whole no i think we played a show with them but uh, uh jay younger from white zombie produced the action is go but we never we never played shows with them. But I mean, we we toured with Motorhead. That was pretty fucking amazing. God, that was really cool. And like and Anthrax, that was pretty funny. You got with those dudes. I mean, they're, they're rad, but their audience was like tripping on us. I think like, what the fuck? Like, this is it's like Sabbathy, you know? But <laughs> but yeah, th- those those were pretty big tours. Those were, those were rad. The Motorhead one was fucking crazy. Yeah, Mickey, uh, like the drummer fell and broke his arm on that tour, and like fell down some stairs in the middle of the tour. And we were like, oh fuck, all right, we better figure out a way home and maybe book some shows on the way home. So then he was there the next day and still did his drum solo and still fucking did everything. And yeah, they didn't stop. Like it was Damn. Crazy. Yeah. I only played with them one time, but uh, yeah, it was fucking killer. It was uh, the night before uh, they debuted the, uh, the Lemmy movie at South by, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, just yeah. the sword and motorhead at Stubbs. I was just like, yes, can I get a copy of that poster, please? <laughs> Yeah, like we we tour them for a while, and like I, you know, I'd see Lemmy walking around, and I'd never really be like, hey, you know, I'm a big fan, and right. thanks for having us out. I just kind of was like, leave the deal alone. And one night, I'd probably a few two, and we like, we had a great show. Motorhead's playing, and I'm on the side of the stage just watching them by myself. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. And then they stop, and Lemmy walks over to like during the drum solo, and he's just kind of standing next to me. And I'm like, dude, this is my chance to say something, you know? And I'm like, hey, dude. You guys are you guys are kicking ass tonight, and he's like, without skipping a beat, he's like, we do that every night. Always <laughs> <laughs> schooled me, man. But then, uh, yeah, and then my friends are like, my friends are like, remember you introduced us to him, and I was like, I don't remember that at all. So apparently, we had other encounters, but um, but yeah, he's he was really cool. I guess I never really got to talk to him. Uh, the the one night that I thought for sure I was going to, we were out with uh, Metallica, and it was uh, two nights at the O2 in London. Oh wow! And uh, one of those nights. Uh, Lemmy was supposed to come out. I think they were going to play uh, Overkill or some. I don't remember exactly what they were going to play, but um, I think it was during the filming of the Lemmy movie. And so, uh-huh. like, th- you know, it was kind of that was the rumor he was going to be there. And they uh, a crew showed up with his amp, you know, and all of his gear, and they loaded it onto the stage. And then the, the film crew was there, like filming the whole thing. His dressing room was right next to ours. Like they, you know, just oh. said Lemmy. You know, they, they bottle of Jack in there. Everything was ready to go. Um, uh-huh. And he never showed up. Oh, crazy. And I was like, wow. Like, of all the people to, like, stand up Metallica, like, it's it fucking, <laughs> Lemmy gets a free pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah, especially with, with those dudes, too. I mean, we all kind of grew up listening to Motorhead, but we got to, yeah, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. It's fine. Yeah, for real. It's totally fine. Yeah, I, fuck, you guys toured with Metallica. That's crazy. We you did, guys were out with them for, like, like a year or it, something. It, yeah, it was, like, over 100 shows. I mean, it wasn't, like, a, a year straight, but it was, like, you know, two weeks on, two weeks off for, yeah, about a year. Um, fucking awesome. It was wild. If it from freaking to Perth to Istanbul and pretty much everywhere in between. It was nuts. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that. fuck, dude. Like, that's that's, like, the pinnacle right there. It Shit. was. You I know, mean, if you if you would have told yourself like as a teenager, like, "Hey, dude, keep playing. You're gonna open for Metallica for like a year." <laughs> You'd be like, "What?" 
It was wild. Okay. I mean, that was that was one of those moments where it was just like, you know, it was um, it was too crazy to think about at the time. It was just like, go, 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 go. You know, it wasn't until like years yeah. later when I finally had time to digest it all. I was like, good Lord, what just happened? Um, <laughs> like 20 years later, you're like right, finally de- decompressing like, holy shit. Yeah, but uh, their festival was rad. Didn't you guys um, play it when it was in Detroit? Yeah, Orion yeah, Fest? that was really fun. Yeah, we did uh, Orion Fest and... Uh, yeah, our manager's like, so James Hetfield wants to introduce you guys. And we were like, holy shit, that's fucking crazy. And so we're sitting there getting ready to go on. And you see him driving up in a golf cart. And we're like, fuck, there he is. It's going to happen. you know. And then the golf cart kept going. And then it, pa- <laughs> <laughs> then it passed us. And then it just kind of disappeared in the, in the off the horizon. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's just go to the stage. It's fine. But um, they did uh, the stage that we played. Like, we played. And then there was another band I forgot. And then after after them was Metallica, but it was like, they called themselves Dehan or something. Uh-huh. And it was like a secret that they were going to do kill them all from start to finish. So, sick. so yeah, there's this band Dehan on the list that nobody knows who the fuck they are. And our manager's like, yeah, dude, like stand right here. They're going to be out in like five minutes and they're going to kill them all. And so it was just like Fu Manchu in the front row, like the four of us and our manager and like maybe another guy laying in the grass, like something <laughs> and Metallica comes out and they just fucking start playing kill them all from start to finish. And I looked behind me and there was like 3000 kids like running to the stage. I was like, Holy shit. People losing their That's... damn minds. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I grabbed like a, like 50 of those set lists. For some reason they had like a bunch of set lists like on stage and I'm like, I'm taking those. That's <laughs> But yeah, that was cool. It was a shame that festival tanked, but I get—I heard it was just like a financial nightmare, and I know why because, you know, most festivals, you know, you, the band, you know, you get like a little case of beer, and like you're you're lucky if you have a, you know, a dressing room for a, a block of like four hours in, in the day yeah. or, or whatever like that, you know, and there's not not too many amenities backstage, but Metallica threw down for the artists, like there was a yeah. an open bar at 10 a.m. You know, and then fucking like, everybody got their own air conditioned trailer. I mean, it was they like like I said, they're some of the most generous people in showbiz. I mean, they pulled out all the stops for the bands to the point where they were like, we can't, we just can't afford to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. I mean, fuck, I'll go there without an open bar and play again. I That's know, fun. right? Because it's not like there was a lack of people there. It was just a uh, you know, I don't know, just running a festival is not as easy as it sounds. No, no, but I I mean, I got to I got to watch Off, which was rad. Or I'm sorry, I, I love Off, not Off um, Flag. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, which was which was fucking killer. To like on the side of the stage to watch those guys. I was like, damn, dude. I saw I'll stand next to Mike like stand next to Mike Muir from Suicide Tendencies, like watching Keith Moore sing, and I was like, This is weird. That's really funny. <laughs> we saw uh, Arctic Monkeys play and I wasn't necessarily a fan, but I was like, Oh, I'll check it out for a minute, you know, and like dude, they yeah. were fucking incredible. I was shocked. Like there was like how heavy they were. Like, oh I wow. I didn't th- they're like um I can't remember who said it. Might have been JD or maybe even Lars or somebody. They were just like a, they're like a, a metal band, but like disguised as a indie punk band, you know, or whatever. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Also, their girlfriends were fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I can, I can imagine Arctic Monkeys. Those I guys know. are pretty huge. But yeah, I, 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 I fucking, I teach that shit all the time to people. Really? And it's, yeah, and it's, it's fucking. There's riffs all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah so how'd you end up starting to play this riff.com because i've been a guest on it many times uh, thank you, you for have yeah me, but uh it is a really rad idea and it just seems super appealing uh to people that really want to know how to play songs because a lot of bands like of our at our level you know like we don't really have tab books necessarily um and so you're just kind of yeah. like relying on 
you know, rando internet people to just, I've seen so many just butchered tabs out there. So uh, kudos to, to you for doing that. But yeah, how'd that come about? Um, I, I was like afraid of computers cause mine sucked so bad, you know, in like the nineties, <laughs> like I would, I would turn on my, I don't even know what it was like a PC. I'd turn it on and I would go surf and I'd come back and it would still be like turning on, you know? And I'd be like, fuck man, how do people do anything with computers? And then I bought a Mac and, and it was just really easy to navigate and fucking uh, I, like the camera was on there and I'm like, Oh, I could, I'd never seen what my hands look like playing. And I was like, Oh, it's weird. What a trip, <laughs> what that looks like. And I was like, fuck, I wonder if I could, I was gonna, I was gonna do like Fu Manchu lessons and just kind of sell them on iTunes and just to be like, Oh, here's how you play it a dollar or whatever. And then I was like, well, no, people can share them and stuff. And I should probably, put that shit behind like a firewall or something. So I, I bought this website, like turnkey thing. And I was going to do food stuff only. And then I was like, well, shit, I, I could maybe get guests to kind of help promote it. And, um, the first one I reached out to, I just looked in the papers, it was coming to town and it was Exodus and the bass player of Exodus was like, yeah, I'll do it. And, uh, their tour manager was actually like a fan of Fu Manchu. He ended up tour managing us for years and came, drove our van. I was like, what the fuck? That was weird. But yeah, so Exodus, then I was like, well, shit, if Exodus will do it, I wonder if other people will. And I just, you know, whenever people come to town, I would just reach out and see if they'd be into it. And it's been fucking killer. Like being able to sit in front of all you guys and and watch how these riffs are played. Is, it's been like an honor for me. It's fucking awesome. And I've learned a shit ton too. Like just like, oh, I never would have thought to go do that or that. So it's been fun, man. That's right. How long have you been doing it now? It's like at least 10 years. It's been a long time. Yeah. I think that I bought the site yeah, in 2008 or 2009, but I, I was still getting content cause I didn't want to have a launch and be like, I got 10 yeah. videos, come check it out. So I think when I launched it, there was like maybe 20 bands and now there's like over 70. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a long time and I go in and dig through the older stuff and try to like touch it up and, and put it up there again. And it's like remastering it or whatever. It's kind of a trip for me, like doing them because, you know, just like you, you have us like play the riff as it goes like two or three times or whatever, get a, a good yeah. take. And then it's like, okay, now slow it down. And that's when I'm like, oh, wait, what? And then, yeah, <laughs> muscle yeah. memory gets all fucked up. And I was like, wait, how do you do it? Oh, shit. Yeah, no, every, I mean, I've never been, aside from filming it for myself and being the only one in the room, I've never been on. Actually, that's not true. I have been on the other side of that camera. I did an interview like that for uh king of the road a long time ago in new york and yeah i remember being pretty uncomfortable like <laughs> the fucking lights turn on and and it was when we were touring with anthrax and you got like three members of anthrax standing there watching you get interviewed playing your own shit and it's just like fuck this is pretty awkward but yeah everyone on there has been really cool and and uh yeah it's been fucking killer and it's it's opened up so many avenues for like all the big scenic nowhere shit is people that are on there basically so rad didn't you get yeah. kramer to do one yeah yeah he did one and i drove up there and we hung out and fucking by the end of the day we were hugging and shit like we're all like a group hug with him and his wife and and we jammed we jammed for like an hour wow and i i played i played the uh, like the guitar the american flag guitar while he played bass i have the video i'll I'll throw it up on instagram it's (laughs) it's crazy like we we got done we got done with the shoot and and i was just kind of wrapping stuff up and then i was like oh dude can i just can I please just try your guitar for like a second? And he's like, totally. And so uh, kick out the jams. I'm just jamming that thing. And he's, he's over on his computer programming a drum beat. And then he grabs a bass off the wall and we just started jamming. And it was fucking killer. It was really fun. I had him hooting and shit. He's all, woo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I was God. like, 
I, I like didn't sleep for like three days. I would just try to I'd lay in bed, and be like, dude, that was I just fucking damn with Wayne Kramer for, yeah. He's he's a sweetheart. He's really cool, and his wife's super cool, and and yeah, he's really inviting and just it was fun, man. That's what I'm talking about, man. Like, uh, you never know where you're gonna end up if you just keep doing this shit. Who uh, is there like a dream, uh, uh, not client? What's the word? A dream guest you'd have? I mean, for for me, there, there's I mean, there's a ton, you know, I. Uh, I, I've been trying to reach out to. I, I really want to hear some of the Fugazi shit because be I, cool. I think I think that that stuff is really unique and, and strange, and nobody's really fucking around like trying to figure it out. But like, I want to hear it. Like I, it, the the way that that Ian plays is really strange, and I don't know. I mean, I there's the list that would go on and on. I but yeah, fuck, I don't even know, man. <laughs> That, that's a good question. Even any any of the bands that we mentioned growing up listening yeah. to, I would be stoked. I would be stoked to have on there. But um, anything that I would personally have trouble like deciphering would be pretty fucking cool. I get really into like um like Pete Anderson, who is also another Reverend guy. Um, yep. is he he would be one that I would love to see because that's uh, all that kind of chicken picking kind of country stuff is like kind of makes my brain fold in half. It's just I don't know. It's just yeah. not how I play, and I usually end up uh, listening to things that I don't do. You know, yeah. Some, some oh, people for sure. are like you know like oh man, you probably just sit around listening to Metallica and Black Sabbath all day. It's like well I, you know. 20 years ago yeah. yeah yeah but you know these days i just i love listening to, like stuff like west montgomery or yeah any, oh, anything totally. pete anderson does just to kind of like sort of just yeah turn my own brain upside down and just like think about playing the guitar from a different angle that would be a that would be a good one that i would love oh yeah I'll, I'll check that out we got um reverend horton heat on there oh wow he's he does that shit and and john five too does a lot of that chicken picking stuff he's on there he's now, john a, five yeah he's, he's cool he's, cool he's a wild ass guitar player man yeah, no, he's great. He fucking invited me to his house, and by sat, he didn't even know who the fuck I was, and we, I interviewed him for the day, and it was it was really fun. Yeah, he's he's cool as shit. That's right. But, I, I think it was um, I think he was playing with Rob Zombie, uh, at this festival that we saw, and uh, you know, I I I've known him from like the Manson days and stuff like that. I didn't know that he played guitar like that. He did this like insane like five minute guitar solo. I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's all from like growing up watching hee-haw and he would watch that shit and just kind of go oh that's like crazy guitar playing but yeah i mean i i, I listen to west montgomery all the fucking time too like anything that is, is different than what i than what i do that shit's rad you Somebody... should check out um you ever heard of johnny smith no it's, it's i mean if you're in west montgomery it's kind of along those lines he he wrote um that song walk don't run that the ventures cover Okay. Um, it's like old surf rock shit, but he uh, he's a jazz guy, and the album's called Walk Don't Run. It's it's fucking insane. It's like at the, it's so technically like fucking crazy, but at the same time really relaxing. So it's it's awesome. That, that cool. was a good one. Yeah, I should check that out. Yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna go listen to that right when we get off the phone. That's rad. Yeah, just um, check out yeah check out Walk Don't Run. You'll hear it and be like, oh, I know that fucking song. Mm-hmm. But the way he plays the guitar like a piano, which is fucking weird. Where like. You know, we're playing one note at a time for like scales and leads uh-huh. and shit. He's like, he's like blending all the notes together. It, it, it's, it's really kind of crazy. Pianos, that's a tough instrument for me. Like, I, I always say, like, I can play keyboards, but like, just actually yeah. playing the piano, that's rough because mostly because just the way that I think about it is like, if you look at your hands, like when you play guitar, like you know, your left hand, if you're a right-handed guitar player, is uh, your left hand is your your you know lead hand, and your right hand is your rhythm hand. 
But mm-hmm. on a piano, uh, your right hand is your lead hand, and your left hand is your rhythm hand. And then if uh, you look at your oh, yeah. fingers playing the guitar, like your index finger up to your pinky, you know, you go low to high. But then you flip that around, you know, uh, on a piano, yeah. your pinky is the low end, and then they go yeah. up to your index finger. So it's like literally like backwards. I just it's hard yeah. for me to like wrap my mind around that. I play um, I play keyboards more like a like I play drums. I think just just kind of <laughs> okay, rhythmically yeah. and like you know. Pick out the melody, yeah. but yeah, yeah. If I if I can put like stickers on wh- what to hit, I could probably sound okay. But yeah, yeah. Johnny Smith's rad because he'll, he'll play he'll play guitar like a piano, so he he makes it sound like he makes he's like playing piano voicings and shit. He's crazy. That's really he's cool. really good. Yeah, can, can yeah. I'm play? left-handed. Like I, oh, I fucking yeah. I, I should be like it trips me out that people's dominant hand is the one that they're strumming with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I I should be playing the other way around, and I couldn't get a guitar. Well, I got strung that way, so my teacher was like, "I just flip it and do it this way. We'll figure it out later." But yeah, that's a that's a trick to me that people like your dominant hand is strumming, and uh-huh. and, and your your non dominant hand is doing all the fret work. That's weird. That is weird. I never really thought about it like that. Now I'm just like, now I'm gonna be frozen. <laughs> the next time I pick up a guitar, I'll be like, "Oh <laughs> goddamn it!" Like, what? I guess I never yeah. tried to play left-handed before. I've got to concentrate. concentrate, concentrate. <laughs> Well, fuck, man. Um, yeah, I, whenever I have a, a musical guest on, uh, I, I love to ask if there's a, any song of theirs that they'd like to play. Is there like a big scenic nowhere song you want to throw on uh, the end of the show, or uh, yeah, sure, or Sun um, Cell Club, anything like that? Yeah, anything you want, man. On um, Sun Cell Club, there's a song called uh, Dresden Fireball Freakout. That would be pretty cool, man. Bob, I really appreciate you sitting down and talking with us, man. It's fucking you're, y'all are one of my favorites, and uh, just seeing y'all live is so rad it's like there's very few bands that i've seen where when i'm watching them i'm like god could it get any thicker you know like (laughs) what the actual hell are they doing to those amps and guitars um but yeah keep doing even uh even even alan thick is envious dude he's like what the fuck no um yeah we we fucking been trying to get the low end (laughs) to be a thing for a long time low end's a big a big focus for fu manchu so that's good Uh, i've I've never i've never been in the audience for it so i'm glad i'm glad to dig it man that's always a trip when you're like you never get to watch your own band no, I'd be like, if there's an afterlife and they'd be like, you want to go back and check yourself out? I'm like, I don't know, do I? <laughs> like, what if I hate it? <laughs> what if I watch it and I'm like, fuck, oh, man. No, it, it, I'm sure it'd be fun. But yeah, thanks thanks for digging it and uh, thanks for having me on, dude. It's an honor to to be part of what you're doing. Absolutely, anytime. And, and yeah, we'll be in San Diego soon. So if you want to, hey, man, if you want to rip another, uh, play this riff, just bring the camera out. We'll, we'll oh, fucking killer. lock yeah. it down, dude. <laughs> you guys are here in uh, in August, right? I believe it's August 25th. Yeah. Okay. By break. San Diego. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be in touch. I think I think I'm probably around. I don't really have anywhere to go. So. Right. Yep. Well, yeah. thanks again, Bob. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'll see you soon, bro. All right, dude. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Later. Bye.
much for tuning into the highway this week. A big shout out to Reverend Guitars, Railhammer Pickups, and Earthquaker Devices. If you liked what you heard, you can follow where you can follow, subscribe where you can subscribe, and if you want to go one step further, you can support us on Patreon at The Highway with Kyle Shutt. For a few bucks a month, you can help us keep this party going, get early access to next week's episode, and even get yourself a shout out.